Hey guys, um, what the fuck is up? It's me, it's Lily. Um, this is the first episode of what I guess is gonna be my podcast. Um, it feels like really weird saying that because I was like not into podcasts until like two weeks ago and I feel like everyone always talks about podcasts and I was like, oh, I'm not one of those people. I don't listen to podcasts. I don't want to listen to someone's voice and not be able to say things myself. But then I started listening to podcasts and I was like, oh, oh, I get it. Like they're actually pretty cool. So I was like, man, maybe I'll make a podcast just for myself to listen to. Cause I don't know. I don't know who else will. My friends Hey, if you're listening, shout out to my friends. You're, you're my friends. Um, but, yeah, it feels weird to be doing. Because, I don't know, will I listen to this when I'm like 45 and trying to control my six kids? And I'm like, whoa, things were so much better back then. I, I had time to sit around and make podcasts. And now fucking Tyler is double fisting the Cheerios on top of the refrigerator and Kyrene is screaming because Mazel Tov punched her. I don't know, man. Um, I sure hope that that's not what my life becomes, but, um, you can only control these things to a certain extent. Um, Anyway, I was trying to think, so I was like, okay, I guess I'll make a podcast. And then I was like, what's the podcast going to be about? (laughs) Welcome to episode one of my podcast where I talk about my podcast. Um, But I don't know, I've just been like writing stuff down. But then I tried to record a couple episodes earlier and it felt really unnatural to be like, okay, I've finished this topic. Now, the next topic is, like, it felt very, like, game show host. Like, I was Alex Trebek, and I was like, you can have fucking, um, I hate my roommates for 400. Um, so I was like, nah, I, I won't do that. But anyway, I, I have been writing down a list of topics. I'm just going to try to make the transitions, like, so smooth, so natural that, like, no one will notice. Um, so the first topic, <laughs> I'm kidding, but... It's weird because I want to be funny, I guess. I want to be entertaining to listen to. But I feel like pinning down humor is hard, especially if you're trying to cater to an audience. Because I think generally the best thing to do is just be like, hey, this is what I think is funny. And then wait for other people to be like, yeah, that is funny. I also think that's funny. Um, But I was thinking about this and I feel like Everyone thinks that they have a weird sense of humor. Like, I've noticed that um, even if people are into the most, like, basic shit, like, it could be, I don't know, a fucking tweet with, like, 200,000 likes or whatever, and people are like, oh, this is so funny. Like, my sense of humor is just so weird. You wouldn't get it. And they're, like, laughing at this piece of comedy on the internet that's, like, very, like, base level, and they're like, oh, I'm so funny, I'm so weird, you, you just wouldn't understand. Um, 
And so I wonder, like, back before the internet, not even then, like, back, like, pioneer times, what was humor like? Like, I would, like, I, I think it would be, like, a sick prank if you, like, lived on a farm in, like, the 1800s. And, like, you know, it was your brother's day. It was Billy's day to milk the cow. So Billy gets up so fucking early. It's, like, 5 a.m. And Billy's like, oh, I better go fucking milk this cow. And he gets out to the barn. It's, like, a half a mile walk. There's dew on the grass. His, His socks get so wet. And he gets to the barn. And the cow's already been milked. You got up at 4 a.m. and, like, went through all this shit that he usually goes through on your day off and milked this cow just so, like, Billy would get up and get all the way out there and the cow's already milked. Like, that, that's funny. But can you do that now? I mean, I guess you could still do that if you lived on a farm, but I don't think they even, like, hand milk cows now. Um, I have less exposure to agricultural lifestyles than I would like to admit because I love farming. I love the aesthetic of farming, which is like such a, (laughs) that's such a like douchey thing to say Um, because farming probably fucking sucks. Like shout out to farmers. You're really out there like, you're really out there doing that every single day. Um, But back to what I was saying, um, I have less exposure to farms than I would like because I, if I got the opportunity to just like work on a farm, I would. I'd be sign me up. But there is a farm. Um, it's like a half hour drive from where I live, and me and my friends will go there a lot because they let you feed bottles to the calves. Because you know, dairy farming is like it's it's a dicey industry. So they have all these babies separated from their moms, and they feed them bottles. And they'll let you feed bottles if you go there at 4 o'clock. And they have, like, the milking parlor. And all the cows are milked by machines. So I don't know, like, how much effort. Like, how, what, I don't know the ratio of farms that milk via machine versus farms that still milk by hand. But I think, if anyone's listening and you have a family cow that you milk by hand, and sometimes it's your sibling's day to milk the cow, you better prank that fucker. You better wake up a little extra early and get out there um, and pre-milk that cow. Um, Speaking of, like, meeting people, that's me trying to segue. See, I was like, I'm going to do it sneakily, but (laughs) it wasn't sneaky at all. Um, But listen, I'm going to tie it in. So I was thinking about dating apps. This is going to tie in because, like, people in rural places will date their cousins. So, like, let's say, okay, let's say you live in, like, rural Iowa, a town of, like, 300 people, and you're like, man, really the only person that I'm into is my cousin, and I don't want to date my cousin. Um... So, you use a dating app. (laughs) This is, I'm saying this in a way that isn't what I meant. Okay, here's the opposite situation. You live somewhere super rural, and all you want to do is fuck your cousin. But you don't know your cousins. There was some kind of, like, bad blood in your family, 
And now you just have no idea who your cousins are. It's a feud that's been going on for many years. So instead of a dating app, instead of like hopping on Tinder and only swiping right on people who kind of look like you, you get on like Ancestry.com or 23andMe. Um, Because I think, I don't know if it's either of those websites, but I know there's one where you can like piece together a family tree. And I think people have found like living relatives through that. And so I think it'd be funny if someone went on one of those and they're like, oh, this is it. And they're like putting in all their information and like mapping out their family tree. And they're like, fuck yeah, I have a cousin in the next town over. And then they like drive to that town and like open up Tinder and they just swipe through until they find that person. And then they just like go on a date with their cousin and they know that it's their cousin, but the cousin doesn't know. And it like never comes up. And like at their wedding, like (laughs) the one person is like yeah isn't it just like crazy that it's just like fate that you happen to be in town that day and I we both happen to have a tinder and we swiped right on each other and the other person's like yeah that's exactly what happened yeah Mm -hmm. this this wasn't premeditated that's exactly how it happened um I just think that'd be funny um so yeah if anyone's ever done that Shout out to you for the dedication. Um, yeah, let, leave a comment below if you've ever met your significant other on a DNA sharing app. Um, so something else that's been on my mind recently is like my place in the universe. <laughs> um, that was a good transition. Um it's, I think it ties back, so this goes back to the theme of everyone thinks that they're the center, or no, that's not what I'm saying, everyone thinks that they, that their sense of humor is unique, and that they've got a weird sense of humor. So everyone, like, kind of has this point of view where they're like, oh, I'm central to the universe, right? Like, if anyone asks everyone's always going to be like, man, I'm the main character in my life, and it's all about me. It's my world, and seven billion people are just living in it. Um, and I think that... I, I don't know if that's, like, what... I don't know if that's, like, the ideal situation. Because if you're the main character in life... Like, if you are the main character, even in your own life, that's so much pressure. Like, you have to solve all the quests. You have to control the whole story. Um, and, like, I think, I think where it's at, I think the dream, if you will, is to be, like, one of those side characters um, that, like, stands on the side of the road. I'm going to interject... <laughs> I'm going to, hold on, wait, I'm going to interrupt myself here just to say that I don't play video games. Um, I had like Monkey Ball and Spyro on the GameCube as a kid, and that's like the extent of my gaming experience. But I know, I know that there's side characters, and I know that like if you bump into one of them on the road, they'll be like, excuse me and then they'll be like hey could you do this like small task for me and then once you complete it I'm gonna give you some directions that advance the story 
that's who I want to be. Like, I want to be dressed in, like, some rags, dressed in an old gown, standing on the side of the road with, like, a basket in my hand, and I want someone to come up to me and be like, what's your deal? And I'm going to be like, this basket had a chicken in it, and now my chicken's gone. Can you find my chicken? And then when this person comes back in, like, 15 minutes, presumably with the chicken, I'll be like, that was dope. Um, you need to take the next three lefts and then a right, and then there's going to be, like, a big dragon. So make sure you kill that, and then you can keep going straight and you'll get to the city. Like, that's the dream. And then once that person disappears, you just go back to it. Like, you're just, your life is just standing on the side of the road with a basket um, waiting for your chicken to come back. Like, What's better than this? Just guys waiting for their chickens. Um, my dad has chickens. <laughs> um, I used to have chickens growing up. We had, I think at most at one point, we had like 20 chickens. Um, as a kid, my sister and I, we were really obsessed with um, Dick Clark, who hosted New Year's Eve. Like we went buck wild for Dick Clark. Um, so at one point we had two roosters. One was named Dick and one was named Clark. Um, and Clark was beautiful. He was like golden colored. Um, Dick, I think, was like white and kind of green. Like chickens are green sometimes. And uh, Dick drowned in a bucket. That was kind of rough. But Clark lived a long and healthy life. Anyway, so chickens were a part of my life then, and now my dad has chickens. Um, he bought six chickens um, and named all of them Matilda, including the one that is a boy. And they keep, like, having babies, and then the babies keep not making it, which is really sad because my dad loves his chickens. Like, he'll send me a picture whenever there's a new baby, and I'm like, ooh, great, how long is this one going to last? But all of them, <gasps> whoa, big mistake here. I'm sorry, the chickens' names are Mildred, not Matilda. That's a big difference. Anyway, all of the Mildreds are doing great. Um, it's just the, like, the, the Mildlets, the Mild... Baby Mildreds, I don't know, Grand Mildreds, they're not doing so hot. But hey, once winter's over, maybe they'll maybe they'll really make a comeback. Um, trying to think of other um, anecdotes. Oh, this is a good one. So this happened somewhat recently. I would say like early December. Um, I was with my best friend Elijah, and we we go through cycles of like we'll find a song. Not necessarily find it for the first time, but I, I would put it as, like, rediscovering a song. Um, and we'll just listen to it almost nonstop. Um, right now we're really into Frank Sinatra. I would say before that it was um, Jolene by Dolly Parton and 9 to 5. Those are still, like, in the rotation. But this song was Oh, What a Night, or December 1963, Oh, What a Night. And so this song was on Spotify. Um, it was in an album of other songs. Um, 
it was like a collection of like New Year's songs. And we both had heard Oh What a Night, but this was like a reawakening to this song. And we listened to it all the time, like round the clock for a period of like two or three days. Um, one day we went really, we really went in for it and probably listened to it like 20 times in a row. And the next day, or maybe it was like the day after, um, some time had passed, but not much time. They were like, hey, can you play December 1963, Oh What a Night? And I was like, fuck yeah, that's our, that's our jam. And so I typed it in on Spotify, and it wasn't there. Like, I couldn't get it to play. The album that the song was on was still there. And I was like, oh, this is weird. Um, maybe my phone's messed up. We did it on their phone. It was fine. Maybe for the, that day and, like, the next day. And then it was off on their phone, too. And that song is no longer on Spotify. I think, as far as I know, the album that it was on remains. But December 1963, Oh What a Night, is removed from Spotify. And it seemed directly related to us listening to it that much. So um, I don't really know what to say about that other than I I just want to know why like did the government agents in our phone think we were having too much fun is there some secret message in this song that they don't want discovered um I feel like there's a lot of possible answers here and none of them I'm not confident in any of them. So, yeah, that was a pretty pretty weird time. Um, so, yeah, it kind of sucks because we have this playlist called Yeehaw, and we can't listen to that song anymore, and it was becoming a staple in the playlist. But usually whenever we're, like, getting into some shit, we'll just throw on Yeehaw, and it's really not the same without that song. Um, this past Saturday, we went to an event that I think would have definitely been enhanced by Oh What a Night, because what a night it was. Um, we went to the 29th annual water, 29th annual international water tasting. Um, it's in a little town called Berkeley Springs, West Virginia, and it was fucking sick. Um, I first, I think I had heard of this festival before somewhere in like the periphery of my mind, but I hadn't really like paid attention to it. Um, but I saw it advertised to me on Facebook and it was advertised with the most bizarre image I've ever seen. Um, go look it up, go to the Berkeley Springs Facebook or something like that. Um, and just take this image in for your eye, <laughs> take this image in for your eyes, um, just just take it for your eyes. But yeah, go look at it because it's like a picture of the park, but then there's like a castle photoshopped into it. Like everything's like photoshopped. Like there's two different seasons happening in the win in the photo. Like it's simultaneously winter and summer. And there's like a couple of kids just guzzling water front and center. There's like a woman lounging in a towel. Um it's just a really weird image. And so I saw this like a week ago and I was like, oh shit, I'm off work on Saturday. This would be 
crazy. Like this would be a real treat to get into. So I showed it to a couple of my friends and they were like, yeah, let's fucking go. And I was like, there's no way that this is a free event. And then it was a free event. So we were like, oh, wouldn't it be funny if we all got like really dressed up and treated this as like a very formal event? Um, And so we did. And then we got there and almost everyone else was dressed up too. So like we just ended up fitting in. Although people kept asking us, they were like, are you in the industry like, um, who are you here with? We're like, we're just here to taste some water. Like, we, this is just fun for us. Um, so it was held at this, like, old inn. And um, it – I'm trying to think of how to word this. Um, there were, like, some booths set up around the side, just, like, different – water industry things and then they had this whole like display of all the water bottles because this festival is like a pretty big deal I think it's like the only or like the largest water tasting event in the country and so and it's an international event so there was water from like Australia Greece New Zealand um, Canada you know like all over and they had this big display of all the water bottles that were entered. I think there's different, there's different categories. There's like municipal water, um, bottled water, carbonated water, flavored water. Um, and then the judges are like actual trained people. Like you have to like get certified to be a water taster. Um, the judging criteria is pretty funny too. It was like, does it look clear? Is it light in your mouth? Does it leave you thirsty for more? Which I think is a <laughs> is a weird thing because I feel like water should just leave you satisfied. You shouldn't drink it and be like, oh, fuck, I just need more water to get rid of the taste of that water. Um, <laughs> taste was a category, too. It's like taste, there should be none. So that's, you know, pretty standard, pretty standard water tasting criteria, if you ask me. Um, so there was this table that had like a bunch of different bottles on it and it was like clearly a table for sampling, but no one, we got there like right when the event started um, at like 2.30 and no one had tapped into the waters yet. So we were kind of like over at the table, kind of like checking them out because they had some from like Italy, they had some from Korea, they had just some crazy waters. And there's this other girl there and she started like unscrewing a cap while we were also kind of unscrewing a cap and we like made eye contact and we were like, do you think this is allowed? And she was like, I don't fucking care. And I was like, that's the energy that I want to bring to everything. And then we like started opening the waters and then the table got like mobbed. Like we really started it. People were in there just going nuts, like shots left and right of this water. Um, Shout out to Italy. I forget what city, but you have really good water California, your water is bad. Um, Clearbook Canada, they ended up winning, and they've won for the last, like, five or six years. And I just don't think it's deserved. Um, So that's all I have to say on that. But anyway, we, like, tasted all the waters, and it was, like, 3.30 or 4, and we were hungry, so we left. And then the awards were, like, at 8, and this thing called the Water Rush, which is, like, when you can go get water bottles... And we were, like, debating if we should stay or not. So we ended up just, like, going around and doing a bunch of other stuff in this town. And we came back at, like, 8. And it ended up running, like, an hour wait. Um, ew, I just said late with a W. It's like saying hello. 
it was running an hour late. Um, it ran an hour late, and none of us were happy to be there at that point. But like, we wanted that fucking water. And the place got swarmed. Like, it was packed. Um, people had, like, tote bags to stuff with water. Um, people were, like, hyping up their kids. Like, they had strategies. They were like, okay, Timmy, you run around the back and grab um, eight of the Canadian water. And then, um, Jimmy, I want you to go straight for the big bottles. Don't even – if someone tries to push you away, you just punch him. You just bite him. Just sink your teeth into their flesh and just take out a chunk you know, what, anything for that water, Jimmy. Um, and so we kind of had a strategy too. I was taking like the left side of the room. Um, my friend Alex was going for the bottles in the middle. And then my friend Elijah was like dipping around the side, um, to get some of the, um, bottles that we had really liked from the tasting earlier. Um, and on the website, it was like, yeah, the water rush, um, all the bottles are usually cleared out within 10 minutes. Um, I would say I would, say three minutes is generous. Um, people got in there and they loaded up their tote bags slash arms slash children and they got back out. Um, so that was nuts, but we got a, we got a lot of good water. We got some high pH water. It's like a 9.5 pH, really good. Um, a lot of the Korean water. Um, we got some lightly carbonated water that is not lightly carbonated. Um, yeah, so we got a pretty good haul, and I think we really um, understand the strategy for next year. We're definitely going to go in tote bags blazing. Um, but the, we found out towards the end that they had been making a Netflix documentary the whole time we were there. Um, there were these guys with cameras, and they were, like, nice cameras, and a dude with, like, a mic walking around. But I, I don't know. I was just like, oh, maybe they're just like filming something for the town or whatever. But then this guy was like, no, they're making a Netflix documentary. So that's going to be pretty sick. Um, I'm really excited to watch that and to also just be that person that's like, hey, um, I know that you don't like anything about me, but would it change your mind if I told you I was in 10 seconds of a Netflix documentary about the Berkeley Springs Water Tasting Festival? So, yeah, that's going to be pretty cool. Um, another weird thing about it was, like, just how they accept entries. It's $40, and all you need to do is send in some, like, very basic information. You don't even have to say where the water's from, I think. It just has to have, like, a name, and they need your information. And then you just have to send the water to them by a certain date. And that's it. And they're like, yeah, this is cool. We totally trust um, that this is safe water, that you didn't poison it, that it's not just like some deer park water that you poured into your own bottle, um, which I guess like people won't do because it's like a source of pride or whatever. But I also, I don't know if they could just like weed those waters out because they have like preliminary flights on like Thursday, whereas the actual, like the final event is on Saturday. So I wonder if they don't like just kind of weed them out like maybe part of the training to become a judge is like tasting like Nestle and Deer Park and being like okay this is what this water tastes like but now like anytime I drink water I put so much thought into it like I was at like a Mexican restaurant today and I had some water and I was like is this water good like this is just this could be tap water like I don't know where this water is coming from but it's not 
on par with the quality that I'm familiar with. So yeah, the water tasting festival really changed my perspective. Um, so yeah, that's kind of it. Like, I don't really know what else I have to talk about. Um, it's hard just like talking to yourself for however long. Like it's been almost half an hour, which is cool. Um, I don't know how long I want to make these. I would say 30 minutes to 45 minutes is enough for anyone to have to listen to me. Um, even though, like I said, it's just going to be me in 40 years. Whoa, 40 years. Yeah, I guess that's fine. I had to think about how old I was for a second. Like, in 40 years, I'll be 61, which feels like a long time, but also not long enough. The passage of time is nuts. Um... Oh, I was just about to say, a lot of my friends have birthdays this year. Um, you know what, I'm going to say that. A lot of my friends have birthdays this year, and it's crazy that they're all getting older. That's just like, that's just nuts. <laughs> that's really funny. Like, that's just a funny thought. Um, <laughs> if someone, <laughs> if you were talking to someone and they're like, yo, dude, like, I was just thinking, I'm like, my, all my friends have birthdays this year, and like, they're all getting older. Um, I think if someone said that to me, I would just be like, yeah, yeah, me too. Like, that's true. That's a true fucking statement. Um, so that's, if, if you can take anything away from this, um, just tell your friends you love them, because they're, they're getting older. They're having birthdays and they're getting older and time's not going backwards, so tell your friends you love them. Um, okay, I'm probably going to wrap things up. I think, I think, I've, I think I've said enough. Um, oh, I didn't say this at the beginning, but I think, I think this podcast is going to be called On Thin Ice. Um, I was trying to think of names because I think um, this time it's personal is a funny name, but that's kind of been co-opted for what might be a joint podcast. Um, and I was asking my friends, I was like, what's something that I say a lot? And they're like, well, you always tell people that they're on thin ice. So I guess that's going to be the name. Um, yeah, so thanks <laughs> thanks for listening. Um, thanks for talking to me. Just kidding. You can't fucking talk. I don't know why you think that you would. Um this is a weird ending. This is, <laughs> this, this train is derailing fast. Um, so yeah, thanks for listening. I don't know. I want to try to do this every week. I don't know. I'm a busy bitch. I had got, I got things going on, but if I can find time every week to just sit down and chit chat, that'd be the dream. So peace out. I'm signing off. It's been real. Goodbye. <laughs>